You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. This show is packed today. We'll check in with the Hall of Famer, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Great comedian Bill Burr and uh, Chris Haynes does a great job for Yahoo Sports covering the NBA. Be a part of the program in a variety of ways. You can dial us up. You can email. You can tweet. Say good morning to Chat Row. Also, our radio and TV partners, Fox Sports Radio lineup and YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. NFL announced that uh, they're going to hold the Pro Bowl next year in Las Vegas. And wide receiver Golden Tate joked on Twitter that they had better play the game the day the players arrive. Because after that, I don't think anybody's going to be focused on football. And I don't know if it matters. You know, we don't really watch the Pro Bowl for just how competitive they are. But get used to football in Vegas. The Raiders will hopefully be there in a couple of months. And sometimes teams struggle unexpectedly against teams that are in nice cities, cities that have a nightlife. The Dolphins in Miami, they call it the South Beach flu when the opposing teams come in there. We'll see how that works in Vegas. Not so long ago, the NFL wanted nothing to do with Las Vegas. And I always think back to Tony Romo wanted to have a fantasy football convention there. That's it. And they wouldn't let him. They didn't let him host that. Now, They didn't get to host the draft this year, but that's because of the pandemic. The draft will be back there in 2022. Las Vegas is a destination city for the league. That doesn't mean the Pro Bowl will be any better, but I'm sure the players will have a whole lot more fun when they, you might have a lot more guys wanting to go to the Pro Bowl. Remember, it'd be like, uh, man, do I want to go all the way to Hawaii? Do I want to go to Orlando? Oh, Vegas. I'm going to go to the Pro Bowl there. This program is brought to you by these great wireless earbuds, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N. And you can order them at buyraycon.com slash Patrick. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Got a poll question, play of the day, and stat of the day or two coming up as well. Uh, McLovin will help us with the poll question here in a moment. The NFL teams are some NFL teams, and you may not know this is going on right now because there's other things to be worried about, but there are teams that are looking at asking the commissioner to push the season back. We keep talking about this second wave, whether it's baseball or football. We haven't gotten through the first wave yet. So until we get through the first wave, I don't know if we can be worried about the second wave yet. Here's Albert Breer. He was on WFAN in New York. He is the uh, Monday morning quarterback senior football writer. I know for a fact that there are teams that want the season backed up now. Like they, they would rather the league just bite the bullet right now and say we're starting October 1st or whatever that date is, right? right? They've got flexibility. I think the point of a lot of these teams is why don't we wait a month We'll give our players time to get in shape. We'll give everybody a chance to get their house in order. We'll adjust to adjust the rules. And, you know, this is a point that I brought up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't even know when it was when we released the schedule. How long ago has that been, McLovin? I have no clue about time. I have no idea. It was after the draft. So was about that five weeks, weeks ago? Yeah. and A month ago? End of May. And I brought it up at the time, and leading up to the, the schedule release, I was told by an NFL source, keep an eye on the first four weeks. And I said, okay. I didn't know if it was going to be uh, 
NFC, AFC games, or it was going to be interdivision, whatever it was going to be. I just wanted to know what were some of those games, and could you take the first month of the season and put it on the back end of the season? That's what I was told. Just keep an eye on that. And then it came out, and I had some people say, hey, nice call. There was nothing attached to that. And my source said, yes, there is, because there are safety guidelines in place with the schedule. From what I'm told, and the source has stayed with this and said, no, they can lift the first month of the season and they can move it to the end of the regular season. They'll just move the Super Bowl, the playoff Super Bowl, be back a month. That's it. And so I maintain that because I trust my source on this. And I think the first game would be a Thursday night with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing. If, if that happens... Maybe we get through this unscathed. Maybe there is football. Keep in mind, we're going to have preseason football in the first week of August. August. That's the Canton. That's the Hall of Fame game that they're still planning on playing. And you start to wonder, where are we going to be in August? Where are we going to be in September? You're looking at all these safety guidelines that the NBA is imposing right now. It's pretty incredible. Over 100 pages of safety guidelines for these players to go to Orlando and live in the bubble. I still wonder this because by September, we're probably, I'm, I'm assuming we're having baseball. We're going to have teams playing in their home ballparks. I still go back to, do we need to be in Orlando for three months? Can we start there? And then after that, you get to the conference finals and then you're able to play, let's say it's Philadelphia versus Toronto or Milwaukee. Uh, the, the Lakers are playing the Rockets. And then you're in your own arenas. And it's easier to maintain that group of people, I think. You may not have fans in the stands, but if baseball is playing, now I know basketball, you got contact, but I'm, I'm dealing with less people there. And that's what I kept thinking. You know, by the time we roll around to late September, could we have basketball games uh, at Staples? Could we have basketball games in Milwaukee or in Toronto? And my guess is, yes, we will be, but I haven't heard anything to the contrary on that. There were some of these guidelines that came out. These are uh, some of the weirder guidelines that came out. Adrian Wojnarowski. My favorite detail in the 113-page health and safety protocol for Orlando shared with teams in the past several minutes, no doubles in ping pong. Until directed otherwise by the NBA, players should play singles only so they can maintain six feet of distance from each other. Zach Lowe covering the NBA. Players and team staff will be given the option of uh, using a wearable ring that tracks heart rate, respiration rate, and other variables, and an illness probability score that indicates a player might be at greater risk of contracting coronavirus. Zach Lowe also says, yeah, Paul. Can we wear those all the time as humans? I would like to know if I'm about to be sick or about to get the <laughs> flu. or That'd be fantastic. Do they have these? I don't know if you can Google it. And is it, are they at the NBA store? I would love to get a nice Raptors uh, sickness band. Did they, the NBA, does Amazon have this? See if Amazon has this. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. NBA health protocols concede maintaining six feet of distance during card games may not be practical. 
Uh, players and staff must dispose of the deck of cards at the end of each game or session. Quote, sufficient packs of cards will be available. Zach Lowe goes on to write, we are not currently contemplating allowing pets on campus, so no pets. <laughs> what if I need my emotional dog? What if I... <laughs> what if LeBron had a little... Like poodle that he had to take. It's his comfort dog that he takes with him. <laughs> How about all bongs have to be at least six oh. feet? So when you hand it to someone, you grab the top and then the bottom, and there's a six-foot radius between when you pass the seat. I know, you know, if you have the six-footer, uh, wow. you would technically be two arms lengths away. Safety I first. I think that would be acceptable. I, do they have a hookah room down there? Because too close. I, too close. You're going to need the hoses on that hookah to be a lot oh, longer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because it feels like like they're setting up things for you know the players and their families to be able to do lawn games. But I don't know. Do you have a separate room? I don't know what the what, what are the marijuana laws because they're not testing for marijuana down in Orlando in the bubble. But you can't smoke in your room. But do they have a smoking lounge there? There's a players-only lounge. I don't know what you get to do in there. Is there a champagne room? Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, they set up all these activities that are sort of focused on eight-year-olds, like ping pong and like a movie room. <laughs> when I was 24, that really wasn't top of mind for me. The things, the activity, they have like an ice cream parlor. Uh, it's not a, a nine-year-old's birthday party. It's a league. This is all insane. Are there going to be ponies? Is there going to be a clown? Are there going to be balloons? Petting zoo? Yeah. By the way, well, I, do not might wa- be. I do not want the 76ers staying in the hotel with the special ice cream bar. Because oh. Joel cannot be- have that down there. Wow, that's a shot. <laughs> they should call the emergency hotline when Joel breaks into the ice cream. <laughs> that's terrible. I've- we'll strike that from the rear. Yes, McLovin. Can I ask a question? Going back. You just did. Another one. You just did. So baseball, Dr. Fauci says they should end by the end of September. And football is like, we don't want to start to the beginning of October. Does anyone see some inconsistency? What is going on? I I don't know if anybody knows what's going on. Because, you know, some of these states, Florida, Texas, open for business. And now all of a sudden they got the the hot spots and the spikes here. And here we are trying to put people in a bubble in Orlando, and then there's going to be football. We're going to have baseball games. And like, okay. All right. I'm cautiously optimistic with the emphasis on cautiously. Yes, Eden. And why are these other leagues around the world able to open up at their own home stadiums and play home and away games? They're not all locked into like Euro Disney. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. Why do they, why does the NBA have to be in a bubble? That's what I want to know. That's why I look at what's going to happen with the NFL, what's going to happen with baseball, soccer, and here we are with basketball, and uh, they got to be, uh, you know, under the bubble. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I totally agree with what you said earlier, that it seems like the teams could be on lockdown at their home bases and go from their private jet to their private hotel, private bus to the game. But I wonder if the NBA thinks, we can't take any chances, we must have an NBA Finals. And the bubble will ensure that we get to the Finals. These other leagues may run into issues if there's you know down the road but they're trying to i think they're trying to ensure that they they fit, complete the season and and it's going to be not pretty down there in orlando there's gonna be a lot of whining a lot of complaints but us at home will get to see a, a seven game series i'm looking at this uh, nfl schedule back to what i said about removing that first month of the regular season if this happens and albert breer 
was on radio saying that he's already heard from teams saying they want to push back the first month of the regular season. Kansas City would be a Thursday night game. This is first week of the season. Kansas City, New England, Washington, Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincinnati, the Giants. That's a night game. Denver, a night game. Those games would now be played, you know, in a cold weather climate. So these are cold weather teams that would be playing home games that week. We would be moving that towards the back end of the, uh, the regular season. So week one would actually be played in January. Kansas City's cold. New England's cold. D.C. cold. Baltimore. Buffalo's cold. Cincinnati. The Giants. Denver. All of these games where you're going to be playing these teams in these cities, now all of a sudden it's going to be even more of a home field advantage for those teams. If it happens, I know, I'm Danny Downer sometimes. I'm just putting that out there if that this happens. Yes, Seton O'Connor? I'm sure they've looked into this already with the NBA. But doesn't it seem like putting seven or eight NBA teams all in the same hotel where they're all breathing the same recirculated air be an incredibly effective way to spread it through the league as quickly as possible? Well, they're not all say, staying in the same uh, the hotel, right? Isn't it how you're seated? So you got three huge hotels. Right, but you're going to have like, I don't know what, five hotels in each team or something like that. What did, what did the list say? So you have three hotels for 22 teams. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I saw. Three hotels. There's like the Grand Floridian, the Yacht Club, and another one. <laughs> and the Yacht Club, I guess, is the bronze medal of the three nice hotels because that's where the weakest teams are all staying. Like Blazers and Suns and Kings are all Yacht Club. Uh, yeah, so residents. you're going to have all of those teams all in the same hotel. You're going to have yeah. the, the Lakers, the Bucks, the whatever, all staying in the same place. Uh, it seems like it potentially could be an effective way to the entire association details details de- you're I'm sure they looked into that of course they have if they looked into lawn charts here i mean they've looked into everything they looked into once you play a card game you have to get rid of the deck of cards here i'm gonna assume they looked into that how do you navigate the <laughs> elevators in that place where that, that like that's supposed to be one of the worst places you could be aside from a public restroom i think elevators are supposed to be one of the worst places what are you gonna go two at a time in the elevator with all of those people plus those are some big men yeah, <laughs> you know that's where the you know the door shuts. Somebody says, "Hold the elevator," and nope. you're like, "No, <laughs> hell no." Sorry, uh, nope. sorry, LeBron, I, di- I didn't, I didn't see you. Yeah, Fritzy. And then they're talking about like the constant soaking of these basketballs, which doesn't make any sense because as soon as it goes into play, with every single possession, they're going to change basketball. Uh, okay. Have we settled social distancing at first base when you're leading off first base, like? Are we encouraging you to lead off? Like you must lead off six feet? See, I was going to try to get through the first segment without mentioning baseball, and I couldn't do it. There be a lot of pickoffs. I, I couldn't season. do it. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, McLevin. That's one of my favorite parts of the game, when the guy gets to first base and he has that friendly chatter with oh, yeah. the first baseman. Yeah. What do they talk about? Do you, have you asked Gracie that before? It can be the most mundane thing. It's just you're trying to make conversation. Hey, hey, how you doing? How's family? Hey, man. Hey, got a couple of rips up there. Yeah. Yeah, Tom. Is some of it a distraction, though, as they're about to get picked off first base? I'm sure there's a little bit of gamesmanship, not caring so much about how their you know, parents or their children are doing or something. Do you just let them have six feet, a six-foot lead, and you can't throw over to first base? Because if you throw over, then I got to go back to the first baseman there. What did they do in the Korean Baseball League? Do they? I know they got mask on. No, they don't. 
when they're playing baseball? They can't have a mask on when you're playing baseball. You die. Well, you might not die. Well, yeah, you would because carbon monoxide. You can't exercise with a mask on. Oh, people run all the time with masks it's on. It's very dangerous. No, people, you, people jog all the time you, with the mask on. Yeah, it's very, very dangerous. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, I jog with a cotton mask and I pull it down over my under my nose and uh, yeah, it's it's horrible. But that is a I, I'm looking. The Korean guys take off the mask when they're on the field for the most part, okay. but on the sidelines, they're definitely wearing masks. But like third base, yeah. first base coaches, they have the mask on there. Yeah, yes, and, Todd. Oh, it's supposed to cover your nose and your mouth. I'm kind of with Paul. That seems like you're gonna pass out pretty soon if you're running with that thing on, especially in any kind of warm weather. I don't know how you do that. Well, I'm just asking about the Korean baseball league, Todd. It's not, we're not going to do an expose. Okay. Yeah. Yes, McLovin. NBA did lay out like uh, the refs don't have to wear masks. The players don't have to wear masks. The first row of coaches do not. The second row of coaches absolutely do. They, they <laughs> have like 100 pages on who wears masks. Oh, my God. It's going to be tough. I can't wait for the 30 for 30 on, on this. And, and I don't know if it would be like a month that we would do a 30 for 30 on this. Is this a 10-part series? If we gave Jordan 10 parts, I'm assuming we, we were going to give, you know, the entire, this calendar year of sports. And do people want to relive it? I don't know. Yeah, McLevin. Is the NFL going to have a 200-page guideline as well? I haven't seen it yet. I mean, how are they going to possibly set up guidelines for their sport? I don't know. I haven't gotten th- that information is not out yet because I've asked a source on that because I, I, I joked and said, all right, let's see you top this. I'm assuming it's got to be twice as long as the NBA guidelines because the NFL, you got 53 to 60 players out there on each team. You got all the staffs. I'm like, you got, what, three or four times the number of people for each team. So the NFL has got to come up with 226 pages, at least, with the safety guidelines. All right, let me take a break. I want to talk to uh, Chris Haynes. He covers the NBA. Get his thoughts on all of this here. And uh, Bill Burr's in the new movie, The King of Staten Island, with Pete Davidson. Does a great job. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going into the Hall of Fame, NASCAR Hall of Fame. He'll join us coming up a little bit later on. We'll settle on a poll question when we return 20 after the hour. This is The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Talk some basketball with Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports here in a moment. McLevin, what kind of poll question do you have for me? So we want to do something off the NBA. If you were a player, would you... A couple questions. Uh, okay. Would you bring your family? Mm, no. Uh, okay. Uh, would you want to go and leave your family if you had a young family at home? I think that's a... Of course not. But I'm an NBA player. I have to go. Oh, what do you mean? Of course not. I was thinking it's a no-brainer. Well, of no, course you I, want to go. I'm saying it publicly. Yeah. Of course. Oh, 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 Stay yeah. with me here. <laughs> yes, Paul. But can my family enjoy the parks... If, but they, they enjoyed the parks. I think the parks will be open. They can't come back to the suite and hang with you. No, because you're going to be out there with everybody else. So if you brought your family, they'd basically be sitting in a really nice suite at Disney, not going to Disney parks, which would be even worse than, you know, staying home. No, you can't. No, I don't want my family there. What else do you have, McLevin? Yeah, uh, Paulie worded it. Spending two months at Disney, uh, eating great food, playing basketball, and hanging with your cards. Is that something you're interested in? Okay. Uh, 
I have a hard-hitting one. More handsome, old Tom Brady or new Tom oh, Brady? Oh, I, I can't get to this yet. Okay, but yeah. that is, uh, I want to hit the, get back to that. Yeah, we have a pick. I want to get back to that. <laughs> I'm not letting you off the hook that easy, Dan Patrick. Oh, my God. All right. Let me bring in Chris Haynes. I apologize to Chris if he had to listen to that. Yahoo Sports NBA senior insider who joins us now. Chris, good morning. How's morale? Uh, good morning, DP. Uh, morale, you know, as far as the NBA goes, I think um, people are optimistic. Um, it seemed like we're the, the traction seemed like there was traction, good traction actually a couple weeks ago. Then it seemed like that was deterred a little bit last week. But uh, yesterday it seemed, seemed like the league is doing everything in its power to try to, you know, reassure to the players that things will be safe and that it's in their best interest to go over there in Orlando and resume play. Why do I have to be there for three months? If you're the elite teams are going to play for a title, uh, it feels like other sports are going to be playing in their home stadiums. Why couldn't I have the Eastern Conference, Western Conference to be played in those four cities? And then you have, you know, an NBA championship. I think um, this is the best way to um, assure that the players, look, there's players out there that were really hesitant, you know, even even prior to the George Flood tragedy um, and, you know, the, the racial tension that we've had since then, you know, the players were really reluctant to, to resume play um, just because of the unknowns of the COVID virus. You know, you had stars speaking up on, you know, or is it even necessary? You know, I spoke to CJ McCollum of the Portland Trailblazers. He was like, you know, when the league opened up the practice facilities back up, you know, he was saying like, he told me like, look, man, we got all these restrictions you know, at the practice facility, I got to be six feet away from my trainer while I'm getting spotted. You know, how do you lift properly doing that? And if we have all these restrictions going back to just working out, like, is it even worth it to be playing? So I think the league um, did it this way to try to, you know, make sure that they have the best and safest measures possible to try to get the confidence of the players. And so I, I think that's why we they resorted to just having it in an isolated city. If I gave the NBA a do-over, what do you think Adam Silver would do? I think it would do the same, DP. You know, there there are significant financial ramifications for not resuming the season for the players and the league. And you already had the um, Daryl Morey tweet uh, that that set the league really back uh, as far as finances go. So I, I don't think he changes anything. You know, he's been really adamant from day one that he wants to get the season restarted. And for the most part, he has the majority of the players uh, in agreement with him. So I, I don't think much would change at all. Yeah, and I also wondered about these teams that, you know, the the Bucks and Lakers earn home court advantage, but nobody's going to have a home court advantage in Orlando. And I know that they toyed with some ideas, some maybe rules for that. But as you know now, there is no advantage for the teams that have home court advantage. As of right now, but, you know, the player associations are still negotiating with the league on, you know, you know, some of the rules and protocol that's going to occur um, down there in, the, in, um, in Orlando. So I wouldn't be surprised if some some gimmicks are raised and some gimmicks are approved. You know, I don't know what you can do for a true home court advantage. You know, there was a talk about, you know, inst- installing a court. Uh, the Lakers, Bucks, bringing one of their courts, but we all know a true home court advantage is not true if you don't have you know your fans there rooting for you, providing that momentum and that extra spark. So, 
I don't know what really can be done, honestly, to, to make sure that uh, the, the top seed has an advantage in the game. I don't like, you know, giving the ball up to, you know, somebody else three times, you know, when you're starting each quarter, you know, yeah. just have the jump ball and do, you know, do it the natural way. You don't want to, like, Michael Jordan raised concerns in this call when owners call with, with Adam Silver. It's like, you don't want to gimmick it up. Like, just keep it simple. We're talking to Chris Haynes, Yahoo Sports NBA Senior Insider. If people didn't know what Kyrie Irving was uh, addressing the last week, how would you sum up what Kyrie has been uh, credited or accused of here in the last week or so? Well, he's been accused of being a distraction, disruptor, uh, you know, going against the union and, you know, all of that, you know. But, um, you know, that call, the call that he organized last Friday, it, it was a really unifying call. There, there were – um, it, it was a platform to give younger players a voice uh, who ordinarily wouldn't have a voice or who felt that like they couldn't speak up um, in meetings prior. And it was a turnout of, you know, 80-plus players. And that's something that the players' union hasn't seen in quite some time when it comes to their meetings and their Zoom calls. And so, uh, you know, Kyrie, you know, he expressed, you know, his concerns. And he, he said he had no aspirations to go over there in Orlando. You know, Dwight Howard was in agreement, Avery Bradley, um, Carmelo Anthony to an extent, Donovan Mitchell raised concerns about his situation being up for an extension this summer. But does um, Kyrie want to start a new league, Chris? Is that – I haven't I haven't heard I haven't heard that DP I haven't heard that um, I can't okay. I can't confirm that okay I, but I you know there, there's there's rumors that he's always said that so I, I <laughs> but I can't confirm if he said that recently is he calculated or crazy oh uh, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say crazy I wouldn't go crazy DP because I'm not a medical uh, professional <laughs> but I- I'll say look you know Kyrie has always been I've covered Kyrie in Cleveland when I was a Cleveland um, a beat writer for Cleveland Plain Dealer and for me he was the like the toughest guy that I've ever had to cover just trying to figure him out um, you know one minute everything's cool and the next minute you know he acts like he doesn't know you or you know whatever but uh, he's always been fair to me. I would say that, but I would, you know, look, is he going against the grain? Absolutely. That, you know, that wasn't a players association sanctioned call, you know, if it, last week, because if it was Chris Paul would have organized it. So, and Kyrie is the VP of the players association. So this is, yeah. you know, uh, this is going against the grain a little bit, but it, 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 it was a good call overall last week. Now there's a snitch hotline in Orlando that if you see somebody, doing something where they're putting other people at risk. It, it, it's not called the snitch hotline, right? And, and, and can you imagine all these people saying, I saw LeBron or I saw the Greek freak, and all of a sudden the commissioner you know, he, uh, suspends LeBron for a game for uh, endangering other people here because of the snitch hotline? Well, I got a few things to say about that, DP. If it's not called, if it's not officially called a snitch hotline, it's going to be called, officially <laughs> called that. You know, that's what it's going to be. Um, and, and second, I expect that hotline to ring like crazy if there are violations. You know, they want to win. They want to win. Wait a so minute. They- you think that somebody would snitch? You think that Joel Embiid's going to call the snitch hotline 1-800-NARC and say that the Greek freak, I saw him uh, out, you know, and uh, where he shouldn't be? DP, <laughs> if a player saw LeBron James hop the fence to, to do whatever, 
that buzzer will ring. You think you you don't think they got opportunity to take LeBron James out for a week or so? Would you, you know snitch? I mean? Would you snitch on Adrian Wojnarowski? <laughs> <laughs> if it helped your career, would you snitch on Shams? <laughs> I'm not snitching. Okay, I'm not snitching. Okay, because right. I don't I don't want them to snitch on me when I jump the fence. Uh, I still love these. Uh, some of the no, no pets. If you have card games, we uh, we have to have singles, ping pong games. We throw away the cards after like. Yeah. And and are they allowed to smoke pot down there? Because they're not testing, Chris. Yeah, and that's the, I, that was going to look into that DP. You know that they're not testing. <laughs> I'll bet you uh, were. <laughs> I, I was going to look into that. I spend a couple I'm days curious. doing that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm curious, DP. And then you know, DP. You know, you, you're talking about some of the the safety measures that they're taking, you know. And so, like, as soon as they finish, you know, obviously they're not wearing face masks, you know, while they're playing. But as soon as they leave that arena, face masks. Face masks on all the time, all the time. You know, it's okay while you're playing on the court, you know, sweating up against everybody, rubbing on against everybody. But as soon as you step off the court, face masks all the time. I, I didn't know if they would just have a pot room because they have, you know, all these different rooms set up for people. And you just, hey, six, six feet of distance. You sponsor it. Doritos sponsors it. And uh, Taco Bell. And you just let everybody go in there and spark up. And uh, since they're not testing for this. Well, you know, I, well, I can say this. If that's the case, DP, and I don't think that would be the case. If that's the case, we're going to have a different brand of basketball that we're <laughs> Uh, final score will be forty-four to forty-two. <laughs> are you going Good to Orlando? Are you going Good to Orlando? <laughs> are you going down? Um, that's the plan. That's the plan. Wow. What hotel do you get to stay in? Oh, I'm pretty sure you know whatever scrub hotel they, they have left. <laughs> you know, look, the media is the last thing you know. The, uh, the Basketball Writers Association has been negotiating with the um, the league on. How is it going to work for us? It's going to be um, different to a few tiers, but they haven't gotten back to us in time to fashion. I understand we were low, low in the totem pole, but, you know, I expect, you know, whatever hotel they got tucked in the corner or motel that is, you know. I, yeah, I you might get a motel. You're yeah, not going to get a motel. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but are you – what access are the writers going to have to these players aside from the games themselves? As far as I know, um, there will be the the tier. I forgot the tier name, but there will be a tier that's on campus, and they'll have the access that they would have is you know they'll be at the press conference, but still you know you have the six feet rule protocol, so you'll have some access you know with social distance, proper social distance measures being on campus. And now the ones that's in Orlando off campus, they're allowed to go to the games, but then they have to leave you know automatically after that. And then they have Zoom press conferences. And so the thing is, with that tier, with that tier DP, I'm telling you, in a lot of ways, I want to be a part of that tier because there's no restriction. You're outside the, the bubble. Yeah. You know, they get to go and go and leave as they please, you know, go to a club or do whatever. You know, you you know, to the other tier on campus, you know, you're restricted, confined. But, you know, it'll be really interesting to see how the league comes up with the, the protocol for the media who can't be over there in Orlando. And they, they want to cover the Lakers, but they can't afford the cost because I know it's going to be expensive. So it, it has to be some incentive 
for uh, a media to be out there in Orlando to give them some proper great access um, that they wouldn't get if they weren't there. And Harden loves the six feet separation, especially on defense. Like he's going to love because he plays defense that way anyway, right? Yeah, well, 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 you you could you could say that DP. He has improved, but I tell you right now, DP, you're talking about uh, why why it was in Orlando and not in their home, you know, home cities for for some of the playoff rounds. I tell you right now, if this thing was in Vegas, DP, which I was all in favor of, <laughs> sure you were. You were really really have some concerns about all those things you said. Were you talking about whatever? You know, there's some players who are known to, you know, be hitting the club throughout the week. You know what I mean? You think you think social distancing measures will really be in play in Las Vegas? So, you know, Orlando was an ideal fit. Stay in touch, Chris. No snitching, DP. No snitching. Chris, right. no snitching Haynes, Yahoo Sports <laughs> NBA insider. Thank you, Chris. Be <laughs> safe. You. We'll take a break. Play of the day is up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick show. I saw where Bill Russell was tweeting. I never thought I would ever say that, but that sentence, but Bill Russell, the great Bill Russell was tweeting and uh, Kendrick Perkins, who usually has something to say. um, He was talking about LeBron being the greatest athlete to ever play in the NBA, I believe. And then Bill Russell tweeted a picture of him high jumping And then a video of him going full court while he's dribbling to take it down to shoot a layup. And uh, he was basically saying, you know, maybe LeBron's not the greatest athlete who's ever played in the NBA. LeBron at his size and speed, you know, could have played other sports. Uh, Bill Russell was a very good athlete. Uh, he, He could have been an Olympic high jumper. The greatest athlete is probably Wilt Chamberlain. Because Wilt was not only big, but he was mobile. He could run. He was an incredible beach volleyball player. He could have been, you know, an Olympic athlete uh, in probably a couple of different things, the long jump or the high jump. You know, Wilt was an incredible athlete. There have been great athletes there. I mean, Vince Carter is a great athlete. Michael Jordan, obviously a great athlete. Uh, Allen Iverson, great athlete. So I, I don't know if you can – I love that Bill Russell is – kind of pushing to be involved in the conversation there. I thought it was it was playful that he was doing that. Just to say, we love to look at today, now, but don't forget, you know, I was a pretty good athlete. Yes, he. Uh, just one quick update on a story we've been following. Uh, according to my sources, medical marijuana allowed in Florida, but even small amounts, uh, like 20 grams and under, illegal. Oh, all right. Yeah. Medical marijuana, though, you're in. Thank you, Steve. Yes, McLovin. How awesome is it that 86-year-old Bill Russell is firing away on social media, by yeah. the way? Can you just say him with his phone? That's oh, great. I think it's great. Well, he might be dictating to somebody. To say, hey, I got a tweet for you. You know, tell these guys, these young whippersnappers, I was a pretty good athlete. And he was. He was, he was a great athlete back then. But 
there are great athletes all around in all sports nowadays. Yeah, I'm pulling. It'd be funny if Bill Russell was the opposite. He's sitting there on social media all day, playing video games, eating bad food, sitting on the couch. Like, like he's old. What else, what else has he got to do? He's doing the opposite of what we think he's doing. Yeah, I see. Yeah, he's on Twitch yeah. all day because he's yeah. a big gamer. <laughs> got a headset on, yeah. yelling at kids. <laughs> I'm Bill Russell, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you got some, you know, yeah. snot-nosed 13-year-old playing. Hey, Dad, I got this old guy, Bill Russell, says he's a great athlete or something. We're playing World of Warcraft. I got more rings than you have years, kid. I'm killing him. And yeah, that's his handles, got rings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he keeps blocking instead of, me. Instead of got milk, got rings. Yeah, got rings. With a Z. He yeah. blocks a lot of people on Twitter. Oh, though. I see what you yeah. did. Oh. Uh, I did. I, I got that. Thank you, McLovin. That's well done. I'm just assuming he's a big black shot. Yeah. Yeah, he blocked a lot of shots in the day. Didn't they all average like 27 rebounds a game back then, too? Not quite that many, but you had guys who were averaging you know, 22, 23, 24 rebounds a game. But the shooting wasn't as good back then. Maybe you didn't squeeze, squeeze off as many shots, but I don't know if you had as many contested rebounds back then. Now, nowadays, you know, you have these offensive rebounders and, and they made a living on being an offensive rebounder. I don't remember that being part of the NBA vernacular back then. Like uh, Paul Silas, uh, there were guys who were, but it was really Moses Malone was the first guy I remember where we talked about. Boy, he's a great defensive and offensive rebounder. Yeah, Paul. Bill Russell's worst season in the NBA, he averaged 19 rebounds a game. Yeah, that was his worst year. Yes, McLovin. You know the sabermetrics people only oh, count God. contested rebounds because yeah. they don't want those Russell Westbrook everyone clear out of the foul line so I can pad my uh-huh. stats rebounds. And you all know that's true. Wow. Come on, the uncontested free throw miss layup, that uh, rebound, that should not count. As and a you know what? Looking back in high school, I, I probably could have gotten maybe three or four more rebounds per game if I would have just done it off the free throw. But I wanted to get the ball out. Like, I wanted to be moving down the court. So when Tom Spath got the rebound, he'd throw it out to me and I could take a couple of dribbles and let it fly. Yeah, McClellan. I was always scared to be the lowest guy because there's nothing worse than getting out rebounded on a foul shot by the guy <laughs> to your right. I don't know if it ever, you were good, so it would never happen to you. It happened to me all the time. Yes, Paul. Do you think the NBA gives more assists now than they did a generation ago? Because the definition of assist is that the pass directly leads to the score, that the pass assisted the guy. If you kick it out to a three-point shooter who's standing motionless, yes. I don't know if that's an assist. In no, because I always thought that you had to create a scoring position for somebody to get an assist. And I think that they're a lot more lenient now. Um, they're not quite like hockey that you can get it. You get an assist if you pass to somebody who passes to somebody and they go, you get an assist there. Today is the anniversary of the 1986 NBA draft. Maybe the most star-crossed draft in history. And I got a chance to cover that. Uh, Len Bias was the number two overall pick. He died days after the draft. Three of the other top seven also had drug issues. Chris Washburn, William Bedford, and Roy Tarpley. Three players from the 1986 draft are in the Basketball Hall of Fame. This is a good question here. I did not know this. And they're not... You wouldn't consider them great all-around basketball players. Dennis Rodman, Arvidas Sabonis, and Drazen Petrovic... Now, Sabonis and Petrovic were really great internationally. Sabonis was great internationally. Petrovic, I loved him 
he could he had good lift on his jumper. He wasn't afraid of anybody. He died in a car accident at the age of 28. In fact, Reggie Miller says Drazen was one of the toughest guys, toughest matches matchups that he ever had. And I I I loved his energy. He just ran all day. And and Petrovic was a a, a fun player. Yeah, McLevin. Mark Price is on here too. He, I just looked up. He's not in the Hall of Fame. I didn't How really is know Mark that. Price not in the Hall of Fame? I'm surprised. I don't think so. Maybe he's been in since I. He's got to be in the Hall of Fame. Jeff Hornacek on here too. Horny. What a do you, nickname. Do you Mark remember? Price not in the Hall of Fame. Do you How remember? is Mark Price not in the Basketball Hall of Fame? What he did at Georgia Tech. Wow. Yeah, McLevin. This is the day Sixers basketball died. I don't know if you remember. We traded that number one pick. That was Roy Hinson? For Roy Hinson, for Brad Doherty, and traded Moses Malone the same day for Jeff Ruland, whose knees gave out afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't good. Moses didn't have much left, but... No. Charles talked recently about how he wanted to play with Doherty. Mark Price is not in the Hall of Fame? Man. Because it's the basketball Hall of Fame. And Price is one of the great shooters of all time. He was he was that one of those he could shoot ninety from the line and fifty from the floor. I don't know how prevalent the three point shot. I don't know what his three point numbers are. Probably not that strong, but he had range. Mark Price not in the Hall of Fame. You have to start that campaign to get him into the Hall of Fame. All right, next hour coming up, we'll talk to uh, the great comedian Bill Burr, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who's going into the Hall of Fame, will join us. No statements, no offers, no talks between baseball and its union. I don't know if that's good or bad. I usually think when nobody's talking publicly, then they're talking privately. Who knows with baseball? Who knows with baseball? Uh, We'll settle on a poll question. Phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Wednesday.